in, in this room, it smells like a Christmas tree. You can't tell because you don't have the ability to, I don't know if you know this, you don't have the ability to smell what my house smells like through the YouTube. Also, there's no tree in the back. Also, there's no decorations. Also, I'm not wearing an ugly sweater. Also, I don't have a Santa hat on. So how are, in the world are you supposed to tell that this is a Christmas video? Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. So one of my favorite movies of all time is the movie It's a Wonderful Life. I wanted to talk a little bit about It's a Wonderful Life. If you've seen the movie, you are a winner. If you haven't seen the movie, you have the chance to win still. But here's what the movie's about. So I'm going to spoil a lot of things about it, but I can't spoil the heart of it because the heart of it is the most important part of it. There's a guy named George Bailey. George Bailey grows up, uh, one other brother, he's got a mom and a dad. He works, he lives in a town called Bedford Falls. Fictional town, don't worry about that. George Bailey's mar life is marked by duty. George Bailey's life is marked, he's, I would say this, there's gonna be three things. George Bailey's life is driven by duty. So uh, he, 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 his dream is to, is to see the world. His dream is to travel the world. His dream is to make a massive impact on the world. He wants to, wants to build skyscrapers. He wants to build bridges. He wants to build. He wants to create things. He wants to make things. And he wants to make a name for himself. He wants to make an impact. But his life is driven and marked by duty, a sense of duty. So rather than leaving Bedford Falls, he stays home um, while his brother finishes high school, defers college while all, all of his buddies go off to college. Then when it's his turn to go off to college, his father gets, has a stroke and dies. And so George takes over the family business while his brother goes to college. So when his brother comes back, George can then go to college, right? Do the sense of duty, responsibility. But when his brother comes back, he's married and he takes a job with his father-in-law's company. So George has to stay in town, right? So the whole life of George Bailey is marked. It's, he's motivated. It's, he's driven by duty. Now, here's the, bad, here's the important thing. Sometimes we think that duty is a bad word. Maybe D-O-O-D-Y is, but not D-U-T-Y. Uh, duty is actually a very good thing. Why? Because duty implies that you have responsibilities and responsibilities imply that you have a relationship. I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again. Real relationships entail real rights and real responsibilities. So real relationships, they, they necessitate real responsibilities. They come along with real responsibilities. That when, if you or I ever lived a life without responsibilities, what we would be living is a life without any real relationships. So, so George Bailey, he sees his life through this lens of duty, right? Through this lens of responsibility, not knowing that as often as he cares for people, as often as he does his duty, as often as he is responsible to the people around him, he actually is forging massively important relationships. So here you are, it's Christmas. You might be, or maybe it's not Christmas when you watch this. You might be the kind of person who says like, I don't know, I don't have really strong relationships. Well, to what degree have you engaged with the responsibilities that would accompany a real relationship? To what degree does your life get to be actually hemmed in by duty? George Bailey's life was marked, it was driven, it was hemmed in by duty. But here's the important thing, that duty translated into phenomenally strong relationships. But here's the next piece. George Bailey's life, as it marked by duty, is nice, but it's still not enough. What has to happen is a life is then transformed by love. And it's actually transformed by love of three different women. Um, one was his mom. It's very important, this is important, because this will show you how much I know this movie and how much I love this movie. At one point, George is there, he's just driven by duty. He's back in Bedford Falls, doing the same thing he's always done. 
And his mom says, you know, Mary Hatch is in town. And he's like, I don't care. I don't need to go over there. And one of the great lines in the entire movie, she hands him his hat and he says the line, well, here's your hat. What's your hurry? I love that line because a thousand years, I saw it a thousand times and heard it a thousand times and never thought, that is super clever. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? I feel like they're putting someone's coat on them saying, here's your coat. Why are you leaving? <laughs> Anyways, his mom was like, George, you got to go out of yourself. George's life becomes transformed by love. It's driven by duty, but it's transformed by love. And the first time, it, we see it in the movie at least, is when his mom says, okay, George, just go out of yourself. George, take a risk. George walked down the street and he walks down the street. The next person is Mary Hatch, who ends up becoming Mary Bailey. Sorry about that. Spoil that one for you. Um, but she does what? She's the kind of person who supports George in his responsibilities. She supports him in his duty. There's this one moment where there's a run on the, there's a run on the bank and they're going to have to shut down the building alone. That's the building. That's the company he works with, works, runs, you know. But his wife offers their honeymoon money to basically pay people off and keep them as their customers and keep them in shoes and in, you know, their own home and all this kind of stuff. Her love, her heart transforms George from being uh, a warped, frustrated young man into a good man. Why? Because he could have been like uh, driven in on himself, but he's not. His heart's opened up. And the third young woman, third woman that, that, that transforms George's life by, by love is a scene um, toward, well, in the middle of the movie uh, with Zuzu. Zuzu is his uh, youngest daughter. I believe she's the youngest. And even in the moment of, of the kind of the moment of crisis in his life, right? So after all of the duty and all of the love and everything he did to try and he's failing, he hears that his little daughter Zuzu got sick. And even in the midst of like his life, again, his life is collapsing around him. But he walks up the, the ban, up the, the banister, grabs onto the banister, walks up the stairs to Zuzu's room. And he has this, there's this tender moment where this man whose life is crashing around him still just... He cares for his little daughter. Again, his life is collapsing around him, but his heart is outwardly focused. So his life is marked and driven by duty. His heart is transformed by love. But what we get is the fact is that's still not enough. I mean, this is the hard news, right, of, of the movie. It's a wonderful life. It's the hard news of our lives, that our lives can be marked by duty. Our lives can be transformed by love, the human love. That would be good. And, it's, and, it's, and sometimes, actually, a lot of times it's good enough. But the key message of this movie is not just duty. And it's not just human love. George Bailey's life becomes saved by grace. The opening scene in the movie, people are praying all over town. And up in heaven, there's this, there's this, there's the, uh, this dialogue between God and, I think, Joseph. Joseph asks God, what, what is he, what, who's this guy? What, what, is he sick? And God says, no, worse. He's discouraged. Worse. Something worse than sickness. There's something worse than failure. There's something worse than death. That he's discouraged. Because you, you might have spent your life doing the right thing, right? You might have spent your life like George Bailey serving others and you might have spent your life, you might even, your life might, might have been transformed by love. But in the, when, the, when the bottom drops out and when there's nothing left, all there is left is discouragement. And that's when God comes in. When everything seems hopeless is when God breaks in. And he doesn't break in the way we want. Here's the $5,000 you lost. He doesn't break in the way we want. Like, here, let me, let me put you in the house you wanted to be in. He doesn't break in the way we want. Here, everyone's healthy now. He sometimes breaks in, in the, sometimes breaks in the way we want. 
but he most often breaks in the way we need. And the way he breaks in to, to George's life is he reminds him, like, wait a second, but your life has meaning. Your life is important. And most importantly, God has not forgotten you. Grace. God has not forgotten you. This Christmas, the message of Emmanuel, God with us, is, is this, is real relationships, yeah, real responsibilities, live a life living up to your duties and forge those relationships. Being pulled out of yourself and drawn out of yourself is to be transformed by love, but our lives are saved by grace. God has not forgotten you. God dwells amongst us. God is for us. He is the God who is Emmanuel, God with us. When we accept that and say, actually, God, there's room in my house for you. There's room in my life for you. God, there's room in my heart for you. We can experience what it is to be saved by grace. If you're discouraged right now, take heart. John 16 is one of my favorites. Jesus says to his apostles, to his disciples, he says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart or be encouraged, for I have overcome the world. Moved by duty, transformed by love, saved by grace, the grace that comes from a God who has not forgotten you. Merry Christmas. From all of us here at Ascension Presents, God bless. Have some coffee. All for cured.